yo, 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 we're back, threes from the ring, back from the grave, like we never left, and this your boy Chris J, glad to be back with you niggas, uh, got my boy Trail Side, on here go to induce yourself, G, alright, so, as, uh, I'm looking up to see if there's any NBA players that wore the number, uh, 74, We'll hit you guys with some good news. Uh, depending on whatever uh, podcast platform you listen to this podcast off of, we appreciate whatever you do, which one you are. Uh, you probably noticed, hey, why the hell is it called You Tweaking Media? Oh, well, that's nice and dandy because that's the new name of the of the of the brand is You Tweaking Media. No Chia Media is no longer a ting solely because. Uh, Gilbert Arenas uh, had it copyrighted, even though I've been using the name No Chill since college. So, um, he only been podcast for like two, three years now, if that. So, it's very unfortunate. But hey, Gilbert Arenas, you got it, because you might shoot me. And there's one thing I learned is to be very smart with life. And a nigga that's willing to gun talk during a card game, I don't want no parts with. So, but we are you tweaking media now, so show shout out to that and spec merch and all the other nice stuff on the way. So, nope, NBA players wore the number 74, so we can drop that right then and there. But, um, yeah, so nothing really about the number 74, but let's go ahead. We're gonna start with wrestling this week before we get into basketball because, um, uh, a decent amount of stuff happened with the NBA, but also a decent amount of stuff has happened in wrestling as well. So, let's go ahead and get with the sad part. I'm just going to go ahead and use this sound bite right now. You are the chosen one! Yes. Uh, the chosen one. And the chosen one being Velveteen Dream. So, uh, if you did listen to Black Otakus, which did drop uh, earlier this day. We are recording this on Monday. Um, you heard Daytrail clown Velveteen Dream. But... This is a wrestling podcast, and that is a um, uh, anime video game podcast. So we're going to d- dig a little more deeper into the situation here. So me, let's just go ahead and uh, give background with the situation. Velveteen Dream is of WWE wrestler, NXT wrestler technically, but under contract by WWE, and he is the you are the chosen one, right? So, um, over the weekend, um, somebody on Reddit admitted that, hey, this guy's been sending me pictures, Selena Vegas, hot, damn, but, um, sorry, I'm watching Raw, but Velveteen Dream was literally, um, messaging this person, sending nudes and stuff. Meet pictures of the sorts this uh girl and there's nothing wrong with sending meat pictures to a girl and all of that until you are a grown ass man and the person is probably 17 and maybe younger than that and you also send it to her friends and then what makes the matter even worse you are supposedly because, once again, everything like, hey, look, we're not going to sit there and condemn the man. Because maybe he was hacked, but I'm not buying that 
shit. But um, you you're sending voice messages, and to me this is really fucking stupid. It's sending voice messages. You could finesse probably the pictures and stuff, but you're sending voice messages. You have a very unique voice, Velveteen. Very unique, no homo. Nigga, you sounded like you was cutting a promo where you said, what school you go to? And that's when I was like, you know what? This nigga probably did that shit. And I don't want to sit there and victim blame and all of that because we're from Chicago and R. Kelly been out here doing this for 30 years. So... I don't play with pedophilia. Pedophilia is probably like the top two thing you you do not want me to make fun of you for because I will probably harass you for life. But um, Velveteen G, you really fucked up G. And it's not looking good for you. Being labeled as a pedophile is a very, very horrible thing. And you really fucked up. But before we go any further, uh, Daytrail, your thoughts? Right, so real quick thoughts. Um, it's it's sad, but then again, it's like I want to say sad. It's surprising. Surprising is a better word for it. Yeah, it's surprising, but then again, I remind myself like my man came out off the womb, zesty bro. So I'm like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's kind of how it was gonna go. Um, uh. I hate the fact that it happened to him. Um, Definitely, because you know it's it's you kind of want you know black wrestlers to kind of be protected in situations like this, like that we because we don't get a lot. Like I just watched Apollo Cruz, you know, try his best with a promo, and it was mid at best. Yeah, exactly. Even though he's on, I'm watching his match against Andrade right now. It's a really good match, but hearing that man talk. Yeah, I agree. Like, but um, it's just it's just sad. Not sad. I hate the word sad. It's just disappointing. Very disappointing. Um, oh, you know, this is a person we all stand. Um, as a group, the ones who watch wrestling, we all stand them because it's it's, it's velveteen. You know. He, it's 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 yeah, he he was so freaking cool and unique, so we 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 rock with Velveteen. Um, but uh, it is what it is. Uh, ain't nobody fault but yours. You did it to yourself. Please remember that. Um, and I'm not about to. I, I don't know what to think because until like legit. Proof comes that he, quote unquote, um, was hacked and things like that. I'm not believing him. Uh, I know WWE has a good job of hiding things, so he might not hear of it again. But until then, he will forever be the one to get these jokes. You know what I'm saying? So it is what it is. Yeah. And once again, we do not condone pedophilia. We do not condone pedophilia here on this podcast. Uh, but at the same time as two, and at this point, if you listen to this podcast, point it, and 
the guy had the John Cena cosign G. John Cena's like this. You were the chosen one. I'm probably naming this episode the chosen one. With you know, I'm already know what I'm about to do right now with the art up cover art at one point. So I might work on it as we record it. But uh But yeah, G Velveteen G You're so, this like even like it's like bro, if you wanna send meat pictures, be my guest. But not to me. I don't mean like that. But you have a locker room of some of the baddest women in the world. As long as you're not sending it to Charlotte Flair, Bianca Belair, um, let's add Dana Brooke to the list. Um, who else is married in WWE or got somebody? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't think of many people. Uh, 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 Carmella, um, Sasha's married. Honestly, you can send it to Carmella. Fuck Corey Graves. Um, Naomi. Uh, yeah, Sasha's married to somebody. Baby is about to get married. So a lot of women about to get married, though. Mm. But yeah, either way, you're in NXT. Some of the women are not taken, G. Send meat pics to them, G. Well, they get sick, maybe. But I'd rather you send it to grown women and they complain to Triple H and Triple H would be like, well, that's too damn bad. John, he has a John Cena co-sign then. Hey, Triple H... You know, uh, your man's Velveteen. He's sending meat pictures to children. And ask what school they go to. Well, you know what? Don't send unsolicited meat pictures. That too. Honestly, that should be the key right there. But also, pay attention who the f- these p- you who you sending these pictures to, and who you are probably attracting to your own DMs. Like I said, I'm not going to blame. The child and the, the the girls in this situation, because if it was my little sister, you know, like if my little sister was getting harassed by Velveteen and she didn't tell me, I'd probably be mad at first. But I'm like, where's Velveteen? You know, I probably he might whoop my ass. I don't know. I doubt it. But at the same time, a brother's anger is a different breed, so I will triumph. But like, gee. It's too many grown-ass women out here in this world, G. Too many grown-ass women. Too many. But extremely disappointed, especially as black men were disappointed because Apollo Crews is about to get the run that Velveteen was supposed to get, and the man can't talk. I'd rather just hear Andrade struggle to speak English. Honestly, I know that's fucked up, but that's just me being honest, G. Like, come on, man. You was, you had it, G. You can work in the ring. You can talk. A black wrestler with a personality. (laughs) We don't get those. We don't. The last thing we got was MVP. And he just didn't have the main event factor. That was it. And the thing is, you like, gee, to be a black wrestler with all of that, and then you get the John Cena cosign. I'm pretty sure Triple H and Shawn Michaels had, gave you the cosign. 
But gee, you fucked it all up. Now we'll probably if they would they have will they do everything they can to protect him and possibly get this thrown under the rug because maybe the good thing is TMZ ain't report this like a like a party that they they claimed had a thousand people here in Chicago. That's probably the good thing. But the internet doesn't forget. But at the same time, maybe WWE can do what they do do what they do. I watch enough Dark Side of the Rings to know this. At least the, this past season to know this. Vixen Man covered up a murder. So <laughs> this might be light work for him, but at the same time, it's also 2020. So, but prayers to the victims. Uh, Velveteen, find women your age. Like, uh, like that. Was that Boondocks? Oh yeah, when uh, Huey told R. Kelly to find women for R. Kelly for his age, please, please. But let's go ahead and move on. Uh. While we was on the topic of Triple H, uh, he's been in uh, with the company and wrestling for like 25 years now. Older than me. Well, wait. Well, he's been... In, no, I'm 27. So, like, literally, Triple H has been wrestling since I was two. Yeah, he's older than Daytra. Yeah. So, older than... He's been wrestling older, longer than Daytra has been on this earth. Literally. That is a long time, G. And... Just give a like. We ain't gonna really dive too deep into this because I did just. I meant I added this like today, uh, before and I forgot to send it to you. But uh, like top three favorite Triple H moments. I'll let you go first, nigga. Um, <laughs> man, you you was just like I'm gonna let you. I I, I I didn't send it to you, and then you put me first. Um, okay. Ah 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 ah. Okay, three walking up into um Randy Orton's crib. Um, it's so many Triple H moments, like the time he effed the corpse and things of that nature. Oh um, God. Um, and so time he three time he walked into uh Randy Orton's crib and beat the crap out of him. And um, and I'm gonna combine all his. I'm taking all the budget for WrestleMania and making the entrances as two. <laughs> Low key. Yeah, I can't all his WrestleMania entrances as two. And one, his promo against Booker T before he proceeded not to put him over at Mania. <laughs> uh, so, mine will be uh, number three is telling Booker T. Uh, the, just the promo, not even just the match itself. Cause that match really hurt my soul. Nigga pedigreed him one time and it was over. G. <laughs> that nigga kick out like three scissor kicks. G. <laughs> but that promo, G. Even though it in 2020, it is a harsh thing to watch. At the time, it was still like, yo, what the hell? But yeah, so that's uh, my number three. Uh, my number two actually is when, and I'm gonna just throw matches in here. Is the match with Shawn Michaels, uh, the unsanctioned match? That is arguably one of my favorite moments in wrestling. One of my favorite wrestling matches ever, even though it is unsanctioned. But that match was wonderful. And then number one is. Actually, when he beat is when he did beat Randy Orton's ass. But I'm gonna throw another one up there. Uh, as a it, it happens to involve Randy Orton as well. 
when he literally kicked that nigga out of Evolution for winning the belt, G. <laughs> so, I'm throwing that up there. So, because that is arguably like a 1B moment to me. But, yeah, so, shout out Triple H. Uh, definitely top five to ever do it. Um, we'll probably have a Triple H appreciation probably next episode, the next episode or whatever. But, um, but yeah, so shout out Triple H. Uh, next thing in wrestling that has happened recently, AEW is back to doing live shows. Niggas ain't keeping the same energy. Niggas ain't keeping the same energy, and I don't like that. Exactly. I don't like that at all. Me neither. At all. Like, gee. Uh, at all. Nah. At all. I'm, like, they ain't it, G. So ever. Like, you can't sit out here, get mad at WWE for, one, firing a bunch of people, but also decide to do live shows. But at the same time, the moment, AEW, who also, I thought they taped eight weeks of episodes, G, by the way. I could have sworn it was eight weeks of episodes being reco- that was recorded. But I guess since they signed the revival, you got to, uh, you know, get them on TV. But, excuse me. But uh yeah, so AEW is officially doing live shows. Uh I think they're doing them. Where they do- did they say where they doing them? Uh what you say? Did they say where they doing their live shows at? It's in Jacksonville. Yeah, so Jacksonville where the headquarters are, AK where the Jaguars play, so they probably doing it at that practice facility for all I care. But um I'm not like to say it. I'm not mad at AEW the same way I'm not mad at WWE, uh, but I'm more disappointed in the fans for being fans and being dumbasses outright because, gee, y'all can't get mad at WWE and Vince McMahon for putting on shows and AEW said, you know what, since they can do it, we might as well do it too, but at the same time, I'm sure Turner was like, hey, you niggas need to uh, Put on some TV shows because we're not about to show American Dad, G. We're not about to show American Dad for like 14 times. We need some live shit, G. So I'm not mad because TV deals are very real like that. That's why WWE is on TV right now because USA and Fox said, "Hey, we need that content, G. We need them ratings. We need people turned into this, G." So uh, Andrade won, by the way. Uh, Mainly because Apollo Crews' uh, knee is bothering him. I don't. I believe it's a work though. So, but um, but yeah. So shout out to that. Shout out to Andrade getting that W. But I would have really cried if Apollo Crews won this match and became the U.S. champion. G. But um, but yeah. What was I talking about? But yeah. So AEW doing what they had to do. I'm not mad at it. And if they performers ain't complaining, I don't really care. So, folks, but keep that energy consistent. Or you just seem like one of them niggas on the internet, and I'm guessing most of them people are. Mm-hmm. That energy was consistent. It was, and that's not right. It, it it's not, not right. at all. It's really not, because once again, this goes back to how fickle. Some wrestling fans are, and this is why people make fun of AEW fans the way that they do, G, because you guys get overly sensitive if WWE does anything. Heck, y'all tried to blame WWE for literally Velveteen being a pedophile. I don't know what that got to do with anything, but G, 
Have you not looked at some looked at who AEW has hired? So, but either way, point of it all is there's absolutely no reason why that you're excited for AEW to go live, putting their performance at risk, even though they have a choice once again. But you was literally, oh my god, WWE's wrong. They're trying to kill their performers, but. It's cool for Cody Rhodes to kill his performance. Alright. What is it, G? It's okay for Cody Rhodes to put his wife in danger, I guess. Um, Stuff like that. So, like... Is it Uchi Wally? Is it one Mike, G? But it is what it is. Uh, Once again, AW, do what you gotta do so y'all don't get shut down, bro. But I'm waiting for them cuts. Ooh, I can't wait till the cuts happen, bro. Ooh, that's gonna be beautiful, cause um, yeah. But uh, let's go. You said what? Main roster is not as big as WWE. WWE had like around two hundred or something wrestlers. So, but they also don't have as much money as WWE too. Who knows? I don't think they cut, but who knows? Who knows exactly? I hope not, but if it, if look, if WWE had to do some stuff, a be a startup company still got to do some stuff too. But let's go ahead, move on. Uh, U, uh, UFC two forty nine is back on. I let you go Bro, ahead and handle that. <laughs> that card is stacked. Like, let me pause for a minute. Like stacked, bro. Like. Stat, bro. It is a very good card. Uh, Tony Ferguson versus Justin Gagey is a fire fight. But they also got Nunganu versus Rosenstruck. Uh, They got, um, I think, let me look at the whole thing, because they got like eight events going on in May or that week. So, I can begin to some mixed up, but um, um, it's a lot of good fights. I think Dominic Cruz versus Cejudo. Um, so it's 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 um it's turning out to be a very very good event. Um, I will say this: like, hopefully, no one contacts COVID. Not just to keep um, what you call it on, yeah. So it's Tony Ferguson versus Justin Gage. He'd probably be fight of the year because we're not going to get that many fights this year. Henry Cejudo versus Dominic Cruz. Uh, very, very good. Dominic Cruz coming off. My man Dominic Cruz get injured like got darn Chris Paul, but he's a really good fighter. Damn. At Bantam. Um, Yeah, Dominic Cruz get injured. I think he's coming off HTL test in UFC. Mm. Um. But Sirius Cejudo is the one who beat Demetrius Mouse Johnson and sent that nigga to one championship. Um, Francis Nuganu versus uh, Rosenstroik, just two niggas who hit each other and hit people really, really hard. Uh, Francis Nuganu is the most feared man at heavyweight. No one wants to fight him. So shout out to Rosenstroik for picking that fight. Um, Jeremy Stevens versus Calvin Qatar. Jeremy Stevens is a monster. Greg Hardy versus Yo Yo Gong DeCastro. Greg Hardy, former football player, right? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Um, now, there's a whole bunch of prelims, but that card is stacked. <laughs> stacked, stacked, stacked. 
Um, just Justin Gagey versus Tony Ferguson probably be like fight of the night. But the fact they got a um, Henry Cejudo and Dominic Cruz on that too. Now there's also other events coming. Um, there should be some more. Um, dang, who the heck being in the script? Um, there should be some more. Some uh, I know. Um, I know. Odin St. Prude is moving up to to heavyweight to fight somebody. Um, I know that for sure. It's just it's it's gonna be a lot of fights in May for UFC. So I'm looking forward to it. Like I said again, I really hope no one contacts COVID. I, I really do. Prayers. I would just hate to see that. Um but Dana Dana White ain't playing. And I would like to say this again. Keep that same energy. Yep. Also, want to say we might get into just the basketball, but keep that same energy because practice facilities are getting open. I need oh, yeah. that Let energy. Me, uh, keep pull up all of those watch tweets. Same. <laughs> but yeah, please keep that energy. But yeah, that's a, actually a smooth transition back to the NBA. Uh, so I got hit with as I'm at work today as an essential uh, worker. Uh, I got hit with a bunch of goddamn watch bombs, G, and I'm sitting there wondering what the hell is going on, G. I thought something bad happened. But no, it's the NBA saying, uh, it was pretty much watch saying that some teams are pushing back on reopening practice facilities. And the league is kind of pushing it and stuff at the same time, but some teams is like, no. And Atlanta, well, Georgia, the state of Georgia has decided to reopen its state. And become COVID hotbed. Hold up. <coughs> and uh, they numbers spiked, by the way. Um, looking like goddamn Jordan against the Atlanta Hawks. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> but did they numbers really spike after that? I'm hearing numbers is spiking. G. <laughs> like just off Twitter, I haven't found exact numbers, but like just I was scrolling. People say yes, numbers went up, bro. And then. I saw a party at Atlanta Park. Niggas was lit. (laughs) It's about to look look like Mike and the Duck contest against Dominique. The nigga just won. (laughs) Bro, honestly, the thing is, like, with that whole COVID thing, like, real quick, like, that Chicago party, nigga. That was the wildest thing I've ever seen in my life, bro. That was the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. The West Side of Illinois got to chill. Because it makes no goddamn sense. It wasn't the fact that it's a party, I understand. A thousand niggas? It wasn't a thousand. It wasn't a thousand. I can, I'm positive it wasn't a thousand. I'm going to probably go with maybe a good 200. Because there was probably niggas in other rooms and it was probably niggas outside. But I highly doubt it was a thousand, bro. The house looked too damn little for hold a thousand niggas. And gee, if it was a thousand people in, in front of any house, bro, or in a house, gee, I am calling the cops. <laughs> I will call the a cops thousand, if twenty five people in front of my house. So, gee, <laughs> I'm just using an example. But, but yeah, no, like twenty five niggas in front of the house. Oh yeah. Yeah. And for the y'all house, what, you don't even know about it? Oh, yeah. Hey, um, 
don't know what's going on, but they selling drugs. I'm just gonna smoke it like that, bro. Yeah, they said, yeah. yeah. But and also, I'm not like my dad. My I'm I'm gonna tell you, look quick story, man. My dad was wild. He pulled a gun out on a bunch of kids because they were st- they were chilling in front of the house, bro. That happened to me before. I fell on the dude's grass when I fell off my bike. And he pulled the gun. No, I'm talking like just chilling in front of the house and like on our porch and stairs. It was like at least like ten I don't, kids. Now, I like I fell on top of some dude's grass. Oh, like on right my bike. I fell on top of his grass and he came out with a gun. Mm. You like and look, man. It's one thing, but now you're on my grass. <laughs> nah, you got, yeah, I used to live on 95th and Justine. The people love their grass over there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I, I know what you're talking about, but but yeah, like, but still, point of all this, I'm not like that. I, and plus, I don't got my concealed carry license yet. Working on it, but point of it all is, I don't think it was a thousand. But either way, prime example of niggas do better love yourselves and just let you know if you listen to black otakus you're getting my clown of the week i'm not going to forget this but uh back to basketball so yeah so the league is pushing for by may 8th i believe because there's so many goddamn shit that watch doing this uh that they want teams to start preparing to open up practice facilities again for the players now, there will be certain rules and regulations and very strict rules and regulations that involve, I think, only four players can be at a facility at a time, we're practicing at a time, individually, and they must wear masks, unless it's a physical workout, which confused me. So, I'm guessing, I guess, one-on-ones and two-on-twos, because that's the only thing you can really do. Uh, you can have one member of the coaching staff present. Which is weird, because I would r- probably would rather have two, my head coach and another guy, or two assistant coaches. That's just me. But, it is what it is. And, let's make sure I'm not forgetting nothing. One Max Stafford. Must wear masks. Oh yeah, and they must be tw- at least twelve feet apart, which is double what they the uh, CDC has been telling people, which is six feet. But they're telling these mugs twelve feet, which I understand. Uh, and that they want leagues, they want teams to assign one senior executive to be facility hygiene officer. Yo, yo, the Bulls. I'm qualified. Okay. <laughs> LG. Let let me go on the bull site and see facility hygiene officer G. Pretty much to be the janitor. I'm bro. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> Shoot, sit there and just click use bleach all goddamn day. Shoot, better than using the freaking dollar store bleach at my job. But hey, but so that's that. Uh, pretty much over by May eighth. So. My initial thoughts, I'm not shocked they're using it. It's a step towards at least getting the, hopefully you're hoping to get the season back started. So, and I'm sure I understand they don't want players to risk just working out on their own for so long. Like not everybody's LeBron and has a world-class gym and probably a trainer who does trainer slash cameraman telling them what to do. So... I understand where they're coming from in regards to that. But um 
well, not really a but. It's just I see what the league is trying to do. They're just trying to take steps, slow baby steps to start the season back up. So, and this is probably the best way. So. Mm. Yeah, 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 I understandable. Some teams don't want to do it though. Yeah, I understand that. Like some I think Mark. Do. Yeah, Mark Cuban said like they're not at, they're not ready for that yet. You're a playoff team. You better if you get ready. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah. yeah, like I understand. Like some teams are hesitant. Like I'm sure. Well, after what freaking, I'm still waiting for a. Uh, Big Lori Light Mode to start uh, the new Stone Order. So, uh, we don't know how Chicago about to be. We might literally see Zach Levine working out with uh, his his Mo Bodyguard now. So, that's going to be interesting. But, uh, but we'll see where that goes in certain cities. Because, like, I think it's just based on what certain cities allow. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I could see... Like, maybe, like, Chicago's a maybe because it's just, like, our mayor's not playing. L.A. is a huge maybe because their mayor is definitely not playing. Like, all my homies who live in L.A. literally saying their mayor is not playing when it comes to this. And, like, he and their mayor canceled their summer events, like, back in goddamn freaking end of February. So, <laughs> like, he was in, like, Chicago. We just did, they just did that, like, two weeks ago, a week ago. So... Like, it'd be interesting to see what Los Angeles does, especially when you have both the Lakers and the Clippers trying to see what the hell they want to do. Um, I think game's going to resume in Vegas. I definitely agree with that, yeah. But I meant, like, in terms of practicing. I know. I know. I was jumping ahead. I think games are going to resume in Vegas, in which the crowd is going to be the players, friends, and family. Family. Uh, Fuck your friends. Yeah, yeah, and agents, agents too. And agents and, and um, what call it? And I think they're gonna have the commentators' voices extremely loud. <laughs> the, Gee, I'll be mad G, to hear Mark Jackson frying me <laughs> on the intercom, bro. Because like, no, no, no. I think they, the the volume on the TV because oh yeah. Well, not um, even just the announcers. You might just have like the on court microphones well, just on a different scale. ESPN, ESPN said for the last dance, they paid the FCC off, so I guess. Um, exactly. So they can they do what the hell they please. The like, who knows? Like, gee. Like, so on furloughs that ESPN slash Disney had to do, you got to pay for uh pay for something. So FC, I'd rather pay the FCC if you want, if LeBron sit there and say, uh, good shit, AD. So, <laughs> like, hey, or Kawhi cussing out Montrez saying, hey, your bitch ass should have set that screen harder. <laughs> so, it's like, hey, but, uh, or even Pat Bev saying, uh, get that bullshit up out of here. I'm phoning them grave. So, like, hey, but, hey, you want to pay for that type of stuff. But, um, but yeah, I, like, it's more, if anything, I think the league, this is just a really big, a small but big step towards the NBA just saying, all right, we're going to be starting back really soon. But, um, yeah. but yeah, so that's talk about the last dance. Uh, you watched the episodes from yesterday yet? I can't, I, 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 for some apparent reason, I can't 
I ain't anymore, so I'm gonna say I know of the episodes. Oh, okay. Well, no, like, cause uh, you know the situation, but I can't watch Sling the same time you watch Sling, so and I refuse to not let you see it because you care about this more than I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But uh, well, I, I understand. It's mostly about Dennis Rodman, the bad boys, right? Yeah, well, Luckily, we didn't. We got remember we didn't record last week either, so we got to try uh, to cover. Talk about the whole four. thing. Yeah, let's get it. So pretty much, uh, let's just try to cover last week first, the, like the basis of last week. I really hate Ricochet and Cedric Alexander's entrance, but um, <laughs> but yeah, as I was saying though, uh, but yeah, so last week was focusing more on like who Michael Jordan was and who Scottie Pippen was, and. Just their come up. And in the mix of these episodes, they are going to pretty much hit us with uh, this is what was was happening during the 98 season. Uh, but the main thing I really got to last week was we already knew Michael Jordan's an asshole. But that nigga was legit a bully to his goddamn boss. <laughs> like I, think, I think it was justified. It was. Yes, you can say it's also justified. I can't cap. It's very justified. But... Also, gee, it was it's still bullying regardless. Gee, <laughs> it's still bully, <laughs> but it was extremely justified. But at the same time, like nigga, you you came off as a bully. Gee, you walked up to the man and said, "Hey, you want to join us in the layup line?" Why? <laughs> and then I learned that, and I'm surprised they didn't mention this in the episode. None of the episodes yet. They referred to the man as crumbs. Wow. <laughs> you referred to a fat, small white man as crumbs. But, but yeah, so like, uh, I really didn't, like last week, like last week, I really didn't really learn nothing I really didn't know besides like Michael Jordan's family being the reason why that nigga is a psychopath, competitive psychopath and all of that. Like, I really didn't learn nothing really that new but besides the fact that uh i like one i would say it was more of the scotty stuff i kind of learned i didn't know it was, i knew his contract was horrible but i didn't know it was that bad like i never really bothered to look at the numbers <coughs> but that contract was horrible like gee seven years and i think what was it like one like 18 meal or something like that yo i had a question um do uh do players get like a bonus for winning a championship? Yes, it's like yeah, like it's pretty much they get a it's a playoff like salary, like a general playoff salary. It's not like a oh yeah, like you it's like it's in their contracts they get more, but it's a general playoff salary that each player gets. And so like each round you you go through, you get a general salary. Like so I don't know what it was win, back then. But I think Right now, I remember seeing, I think, was it like 30-something? 30K or something. 30, 40K. Because right. I'm saying, like, after one or two rings, I'm telling Jordan, you know, they either pay me or we not 3 pink dog. <laughs> I'm serious. Like, they either pay me or we not 3 pink because what's the point? Yeah, I hear you. But back then, you got to remember, like, I'm gonna use Magic as an example. Magic was the first player I think to, him him and Larry Bird was the first people to get like ten mil contracts. Cool. And then Jordan 
eventually got his, but he was, I think his last, like the last year, that nigga was getting $36 million. And he was the only person that ever touched that amount ever. Until recently. Recent memory. And Jordan deserved that. Honestly, the nigga deserved 50. But, um, but yeah, so it was just, back then, like, not everybody was just going to throw bread at you like that. Like, I don't, I don't even remember what Jordan's salary was the first, uh, during the first actual 3 P because I know they had to resign him between, uh, either his, between his rookie year and the second championship, I believe. Because I knew there was a lots of, like, Jordan would threaten to go to the Knicks type situations, which was comical. Like, there was mm-hmm. a lot of those. <laughs> but, uh, it was just, overall, just, Scotty's contract was horrible. I didn't know it was that bad. And I'm one, I'm a firm believer in you should have restructured that contract when Jordan left. Even like that, especially after that first season without Mike, Scotty was a top five MVP candidate, G. He should have got more money. Yeah. Like, I would have restructured then. But, hey, man, you, Jerry Krause was a different, different G. He was really cheap. I wouldn't even say he was cheap. It was more along the lines of, Yo, look, man, he ain't complaining. And he didn't start complaining until it was too late. Yeah. And at that point, Scotty back was hot. <laughs> so, so be. Oh yeah, way. Charles Oakley slapped the nigga. So. Oh yeah, and Charles. <laughs> look, man. Look, man. I understand why, like Jordan loved Charles Oakley, but gee, I'm sure John Paxton, Scottie Pippen, trying to think who any leftovers after Charles Oakley got traded. Maybe Horace Grant. I think he was on that team. We're happy. That Oakley was gone, G. It was a locker room move. Get this bully up out of here, G. <laughs> he yeah. choked up Scotty, G. <laughs> he choked that man up. But yeah, so that the first week was pretty much nothing like we never really heard before. Um. So then, uh, so yeah, so then we uh get then we uh this week's after. This week, this past Sunday, was I feel like this was really good. Once again, not much that we really didn't know of. Like I already knew who the fuck are these white boys that MVP trying to co-sign when they should just put them with Bobby Lashley again. But different story for a different day. Um, but yeah, like Dennis Rodman, nothing I, like I really didn't know of. But I want I would say the one major thing I learned about Dennis was he didn't really start hooping hooping until after he graduated high school and his mom kicked him out the house and then some college coach saw him hooping and said come on down (laughs) man like uh yeah dennis was a i remember uh learning this from the um the bad boys pistons 30 for 30 uh dennis was a, a character but he also was he what do you have never like that dude was extremely humble I think he never yeah. was somebody who was like you know I'm just better than everybody on this court he was extremely he really just loved playing basketball dog and he's a very smart basketball player like he I knew he was always smart but they showed that man taking notes and like they were just talking about like some of the stuff he'll learn about a player or no it was the rebounding that got me he yeah. broke down his rebounding technique. And he said, "When Le- when not LeBron, man, I was about thinking LeBron, but he said when Mike misses, I knew it'll go this way. 
Magic, when he shoots the ball, it doesn't have a spin. So I know it's going to go this way. When Larry Bird shoots, it spins this way. So I know, I'm like, nigga, what? I'm like, my boy, my boy, a demon, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, bro, you like for one, for you to even be able to hear in a basketball arena and we're, and this is like in the eighties and going to nineties. If like, so like you're hearing this amongst the crowd, stadium announcer and other niggas yelling. That's yeah, uh, freaking amazing. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> yeah, um, it, it's crazy. My man, I, I'm a big fan of Dennis Rodman. I rocked with him. Uh, folks was like six eight, outbound and niggas like Ralph Sampson or somebody. I don't know. Like he was, he was bodying niggas, dog. He and was. He was the what was the quote? Um. Dennis, who said like Dennis Rodman was the disruptor or something like that? He was the uh, Gary Payton. Yeah, he said that dude. He was just a disrupt. I forgot the exact, but he literally did say like that man will just disrupt everything that you're trying to do. Yeah, that's the one thing I think about it because it was like I was that one um that one uh, highlight of when he's like I don't know who he trucked over and he. Stole the ball and he wasn't trying to go for the fast way. He wasn't trying to. He just passed the right on it. He was happy that he did. Like he played grit and grind before like Memphis even thought about it, right? You know, he 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 was. He's an amazing basketball player, bro. Like that's another person that you just kind of be like, like when people say. It only reason I'm bringing this up is because people was bringing it up on uh, Twitter, especially after this. That was just another person who's just better than Draymond. Yeah. And, <laughs> and you don't know what and, and people gotta open their eyes to see like, yeah, a lot of people, Jordan and those people was playing against more retired veterinarians. But a lot of them, you could put them in today. Like a lot a lot of teams can will take Rodman right now. Would love a Rodman. And the thing is, is like Rodman's skill set, like I would say this. Rodman knew, like, you got to remember where he was, where he played at. He played on the Pistons. He didn't even have to really worry about scoring, though there was games where he did, like, have 20, 30-point games and stuff. They were few and far between, but he had those games. I'm sure most of them was offensive rebounds, by the way. But, yeah. um, but yeah, like, he had those games where he can be a scorer. Like, in college, he used, like, he, they said stat lines was freaking crazy. Like, he'll be, like, freaking, I think he averaged, like, 28 and freaking 18 in college, even though it was like a small school, but still ridiculous stat line to have. So you know how to score and all that. You're, yeah. you're a capable score. So he had it in him. It's just when you go to a team where first team you got Isaiah Thomas, Joe Dumars, and Mark Aguirre, I don't really need to score. I just need to play hard, get rebounds, and make the right basketball play. And it showed because it's just like how he would just study the game. You go to the San Antonio Spurs, nigga, all I got to do is get rebounds so David Robinson can chill. Yep. And then he started fucking with Madonna, so it kind of fucked things over. So it was just like, hey. But, uh, but yeah, but even still. So, and then you go to the Bulls, I really don't need to worry about scoring because I have the greatest basketball player of all time, Scottie Pippen and Tony Kukoc to score. And 
I know nobody bring it up, but that nigga knee, if that nigga knee wasn't bad, that nigga Rod Harper would be like a 22 and something guy, bro. Yeah, Ron Harper. Gee, young Ron Harper was a thing. Also, that clip. Shout out, I'm glad I have this. I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. Fuck this bullshit. <laughs> gee, that's, just to talk about that moment, G. I'm glad they brought up that Cleveland team because that Cleveland team was really goddamn good. Like they had some, they had some like a run. A young Ron Harper was really good. Mark Price is probably one of the more. Underrated point guards ever played a game. We'll talk about that later. Um, Craig Elo. Craig Elo wasn't shit. Fuck Craig Elo. Brad Dotry. <laughs> there we go. Brad Dotry and Larry Nance was on those teams. Brad Dotry. Brad Dotry no, and Larry Nance. Bump Dread. Brad. Cool, Larry Nance. Don't, um, Brad, this is a non-Brad Dolce part. Uh, Gee, Brad Dolce made all-star games. Gee, he got to get him Well, you, you know why he gave you problems on 2K. You traded him in the, right before the playoffs. <laughs> no, I traded Jack Sigma for him. Oh, yeah. And then you blamed and, and him. And what he because of that. Like, he, he. Look, man. <laughs> Brad Dolce sucked. All right. <laughs> Poor them all is though, but with Ron Hart, okay. For one, people was waiting for Ron Harper to talk about that because you, Ron Harper has a, is notorious for, on social media because he has a stuttering problem. There was a point where people would post his Instagram videos of that man stuttering. I feel bad for laughing, but that man spoke that moment in perfection. And yeah, the fact that yeah, he he has a stuttering problem. Some people blame Michael Jordan, um, but the fact, too. but the fact that your coach says, "Yo, Ron, you've been doing a decent job against Mike. You gonna take a break on this last possession of this game? It's gonna make a break. What happens? <laughs> it's gonna be a defining moment of our of of us as a franchise." G. That man said Craig Elo is going to defend Mike on the game-winning possession. <laughs> and Mike sent that man across the room. <laughs> Mike sent that man across the room. And Ron Harper <laughs> was probably mad as shit. Mad as hell. But, oh man. But, but yeah, G, back to Rodman though. Uh, the man, I feel like is extremely underrated. G, like some people try to say he's underappreciated. I call that cap, but extremely cap. Somebody on Facebook said the Pistons didn't appreciate that man. The fuck you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> the hell you talking about? The man is one of the faces of the bad boy Pistons. All of them give that man love. I have yet to meet somebody who is a Pistons fan that does not appreciate Dennis Rodman. Tweaking hard as hell, but um, but yeah, G, like, like just learning like Dennis' story and just like also the story about him going to Vegas, G, because Scotty came back and he needed the the, the tweak out, G, legend. That needs to be a movie. Definitely. That needs to be a movie, and I need like you can even make it like use fictional characters. Because this is the part that I feel like that's bogus as hell that they left out. Was when Mike went to find him. 
I know damn sure Mike just didn't go to Vegas and not act the fool. Bro, AKA, was, uh, some dude said, like, I'm going to go to Vegas and, uh, and get him. And then they show pictures of Mike at the gambling table. And with white women. I was done, dog. <laughs> like, gee, my man's, my man's Mike did not pop up straight to Vegas in the board. That man was there 12 hours before gambling and probably won a smooth goddamn $12,000. Then went to Dennis Rodman and said, hey, come on, nigga. We going to practice. And also the uh shout out to Phil Jackson's story as well. Um but I need more on when this man Phil Jackson was coaching in Puerto Rico, I believe. They said the mayor of that city he was in in Puerto Rico shot a referee. For real? Yes. It's like how they brought it up was just like you don't bring up somebody a referee getting shot at a basketball game casually. G. They just brought up like it happens every day. I need more on that, G. I'm I'm gonna do research on that, G. And we're gonna probably talk about it on the podcast, but G. I need more on a referee getting shot by a politician at a basketball game. What the heck? That's a different era, G. Well, could probably do anything either. <laughs> referee said they called the wrong shooting foul on the wrong play, and the, ref- and the politician woke up and shoot that nigga in the leg, G. Man. No wonder Phil Jackson went on to become a goddamn uh, yoga zen master as nigga, G. <laughs> he saw referees get clapped. So it'll be that way. But yeah, um but yeah, overall I really did enjoy a lot of uh the sh- uh last dance so far. Next week's episode is gonna hurt because this the they, they have a Kobe Jordan moment. Alright, so I wanna say this, not the Kobe Jordan stuff, I wanna say this. Um and this goes with like everybody. You know, here here is three for the ring. We are extremely bronze stands, right? Very. We watch with LeBron. I want to say this in the best way possible. Last night, they got nothing to do with him. At all. And At it's all. stupid, okay? It is really stupid what's going on, dog. Like, I I don't, I'm not trying to watch this stuff about Jordan or interact with the stuff about Jordan and, and, and talk about Brian. Why? We talk about him all the time. A whole season of basketball. Like, when this man. Just say some super stuff on the shot. We talk about him. When you say this, we talk about him. Look, let me tell my stance on this. Jordan is the goat. Until basketball ceases, or until somebody gets seven rings and 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 an MVP and a defensive player of the year and average thirty five points, Jordan's the goat. Yeah, can't do about it. You can't can't. We we just can't. I, I now, if you want to have conversation on, you know. Putting resumes and pedigrees and stuff like that, we can have that conversation. But until then, you know, Jordan's gonna be the consistent go. We don't have to talk about Brian. Now, is there foils and, and things and arguments about Jordan legacy and stuff? Yeah, is there a player with a better resume than Jordan as well? Yeah, Kareem has a way better resume than Jordan. But we not gonna we not gonna talk about Kareem. Doing the last dance because we don't have to. 
same thing. We're not going to talk about God, dog. That, that resume seems. No, no, I could say that. Because Jordan's still better than Kareem. Because Kareem, better college player. He also won a chip in two different two different cities. And he the nigga played he was like 52. So, yeah, I could say that. But Jordan is still like the best player of all time. And I, I'm saying all I have to say is like, with me knowing how good Kareem was, right? With me knowing how good some of the people was, we know Bill Russell had 11 chips because he played with the clan. We know these reasons uh, are being factual. We don't have to talk about it because it's about the last dance of the Chicago Bulls. Why is people bringing up Steph Curry? <laughs> this has nothing to do with Yeah, we can talk about Steph Curry being a, 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 a fantastic point guard without a finals MVP for the rest of his career. But not, not, not doing this. Not on Sundays. None of the Lord's Day and on Jordan's Day. Like, exactly. Let's just give it a break. I definitely agree. And to me, it's to me, it's more annoying on Facebook. And I'm glad you your Facebook is shut down. But like, it's people who I know don't even really watch basketball. And I'm a throw shade. So if you listen to this podcast, I don't give a fuck. But you did this to yourself. You literally keep saying. LeBron supporters, for one, the term LeBron support sucks. Just say Bron stands. It just sounds natural. Like I, at this I, point, I'd rather say LeBron supporters than Bron sexuals. Yeah, Bron. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, I hate the term Bron sexual. But honestly, there is some Bron. Nick Wright is a Bron sexual, so that's justified. But, <laughs> but yeah. But my point of it all is, nigga, nobody responds to your post. About bronze supporters every time you make one and then use Jordan in it. Because for one, nigga, you tried hooping in high school. You wasn't that. You had to play football. We understand. Cool. You was a good teammate at it though. I won't cap. But hooping, no. You sat on the bench in varsity, my nigga. They just wanted you because you was a nice mascot. But point of it all is this. Hey, look. I just want to be real honest. Nobody responds to your sports posts. So I don't want to hear what you about what Bron supports because we all know untrained Bron supporters respond to everything negative about LeBron. So clearly, niggas really don't give a fuck about your basketball takes. They just keep it all the way G. So it's people out here who just using, be like, oh man, LeBron never did this. And I'm like, nigga. You don't need to bring up LeBron when it comes to Jordan G right now. We don't need that right now. That's not the energy I want. I want to talk about Mike. Because if anything, more watch this documentary. And I love Kobe. Well, I would say I love Kobe, but I have an utmost respect for Kobe. It makes it's disrespectful to say Kobe was the closest thing to Mike now. If we want to get all the way negative, but we'll talk about that next week. <laughs> but. Either way, stop using LeBron and bringing Jordan up in this because, G, I just want to talk about Jordan's greatness, G. Because, like, even though this is just bringing some stuff I knew back to memories, but that 98 season was hell for that nigga. So, <laughs> like, hell. And it's like, G, it makes me respect for what he did even more. It makes me respect what he did even more. So it's just like, hey, 
Uh, but overall, I need people to just stop bringing up like LeBron in this situation. Like, look, man, get LeBron dick out your mouth, please. It's not gonna, it's not gonna make your teeth any whiter, bro. It's not. So, but overall, uh, enjoying it a lot. Uh, shout out to ESPN for bringing this, bringing this to us. Um, good content, good, good stuff. Also, shout out to Mike saying, uh, giving Isaiah Thomas those bars. And then shout out to Isaiah Thomas looking stupid uh, in the documentary because somebody said, hey, the Celtics walked off the court because they were about to get stomped. Larry Bird and Kevin McHale was about to get stomped out by the fans. So <laughs> they walked off <laughs> for uh, safety concerns. Different. So, but yeah, so shout out to Isaiah Thomas looking like a goofy. And he actually did get bumped off my, I won't say get bumped off, but he did get bumped down on my all-time point guard list because ah, yep and patrick Ewing's officially better than you um no so, he's yeah. not <laughs> patrick, okay now let's get negative some more right let's get let's get all the way negative on patrick Ewing's side patrick Ewing played for georgetown am i correct yes patrick if you Ewing, about to slander georgetown gee don't you're not about no, to slander Georgetown. Let me get this off, though. Patrick Ewing went to Georgetown, correct? Yes. Jordan beat that team. Yes. Proceeds to become the main sponsorship of that team. Now, Patrick Ewing, the coach of Georgetown, has to walk with a Jumpman logo for the rest of his Georgetown college career. Knowing that that man, who he could never beat in anything, not at the, not at the collegiate level or the professional level, is, is, is owning him. Whatever he wear, it's a Jordan. Not even his own shoes. It's Jordan. He probably can't wear underwear without it being Hanes. So don't ever say because somebody who, who actually beat the man. Scotty got a migraine. They sent Scotty to CT records. G, come on. Yeah, say. They actually beat the man. Patrick Gill on the other hand had a problem against Reggie Miller. Come on, man. Mike, uh, Reggie Miller took Mike to seven, G. Also, ESPN, you bogus as hell for showing Reggie Miller cross uh, Mike up in the first freaking two minutes of last week's episode. <laughs> I can't wait for that AI video to come out, too. Like I'm cool with that. <laughs> it's just Reggie Miller. <laughs> he mixed that thing up. And Mike was like, yeah, that's what I knew. It was <laughs> for me and the bull. <laughs> I can't wait till you say that. Oh man. But but yeah, so shout out to ESPN that keep up the good work. Uh you bringing everybody together on a on a Sunday. Uh what else I got? Anything else we need to hit? Uh oh yeah, quickly. Uh thoughts on Draymond's comments the past couple of weeks about K D and Barkley right. and all of that. <laughs> Barkley look, Draymond needs to realize Barkley's better than him. Yes. I need Jesus. to I need the last Dan Barkley to come out, bro. I don't think people know how good this dude was, dog. Barkley deserves a 30 for 30, G. Barkley gets too much shit, G. <laughs> Man, somebody turn the sport. Somebody needs to throw out something for this nigga, G. Because uh, the man is cold. And it's not like – it's not like a – it's not like a uh, – uh, uh, like how we say Ralph Sampson is cold. You know what I'm saying? It's not yeah. like that. It's like – no, nah, no, nah. Barkley was cold. Yeah. Um, 
But hey, like that that situation is like, but he's a Draymond is a man, and and pride is a heck of a drug. So I'm not gonna tell somebody who believes in their basketball skills that they should say somebody's better than him. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that. But for us as basketball fans, anybody sadder on Draymond on a six. Dog, I want you to do this up. People who listen, if you sat with Draymond, since we just got done talking about him, go to Basketball Reference. Put up Draymond's career next to Dennis Rodman. The only thing Draymond got better than Dennis Rodman is a Steel's Got Dark Trophy. And probably one more All-Star, but we know the reason why. Yep. And I'm going to keep it G real. He probably only deserves one. Draymond is a triple single guy. Rodman was. I think Rodman, his career average is like 10 or 11 rebounds. So he more than that. Probably guy. more than that. That's, that's my fact. That's, that's, let's make sure. Hold on. That, we got to make sure we get being. I'm thinking 13, but I don't want to cap. So that's why I said 11. You was right. It was yeah. 13. 13.1. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of damn rebounds. <laughs> so you, you already know the the more you play in the league, the lower your stats go. And guess what? He just went lower. So <laughs> if Rodman like retired at his peak, he probably been averaging Bill Russell numbers every round, bro. Which is wild. Um, but yeah, I think don't he. Other than like Bill Russell, don't he got more twenty point games than most people? Twenty rebound games more than most yep. people? I, no, he has the most actually. Hmm. He actually has the most because you got to remember they didn't really start counting rebounds until a little later into Bill Russell and Will Chamberlain's careers. Niggas, niggas probably have Will Chamberlain probably had a hundred hundred game and niggas didn't even know. <laughs> Shout out to the collective. <laughs> collective of niggas. Yep. It just it was a bunch of black dudes who the white man didn't want to put their names on, <laughs> so they made one collective dude called Will Chamberlain. And the only person to survive from that time, which was they center, he was the one who uh, he was the one who donned the name for all of them. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> but yeah, but. But yeah, Draymond, no, no, bro. I just need you to chill. And I, on on the Barkley stuff, I think, I think at least this gen, like the generation before us, won't really appreciate Barkley until that nigga gone two K, and they see that they see the niggas on the nineteen ninety three Suns with a ninety with a ninety five overall, and they be like, why the hell does this nigga have a ninety five overall? They're gonna look at them highlights and sit there and be like, yo, this nigga was different. It just took Mike to score 40. I mean, average 40 in the goddamn finals to beat him. Wow. <laughs> and what was you about to do? And then, wow. literally, you're going to see him starting on the all-time 76ers. And you're going to sit there and be like, why the hell is this nigga 92? And you sit there and watch them uh, young Charles Barkley highlights. You're going to sit there and be like, yo, what the hell? <laughs> So, Barkley was cold, man. Well, he gonna get his respect one day. 
Yeah, he'll get his right. respect to you. But yeah, but Draymond and the uh, the not the KD stuff. I was like, dog. That was, that's like you can go different. If you're a Warriors fan, you side with Draymond. If you're a KD fan, you side with KD. I'm a, I'm a neutral, so I don't care like that. That situation, like I think, did he say too much? Yeah, I do think he said too definitely much. said too much. Some of that stuff should be on, you know, between like locker room and things of that nature. But in terms of, am I mad that he was mad that KD was like he wasn't telling his team about um, if I'm staying or not? Nope, I'm not mad at that because he could be bad. Like it's just they they teammates and you was a part of that journey. And you ain't saying nothing. So, like, that that, that in itself kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Um, yeah. But at the end of the day, like, he's better than you. You shouldn't say it. My thing is you should keep shut. You, you the mouth on the court, not the mouth in the locker room. Like, if anybody should be hurt, it's the nigga he stole two finals MVPs from. So... Why do you? I don't know, man. Because, like I said, if you're a Warriors fan, you side with KD. I mean, you, you side with um, Draymond. Because you're a Warriors fan. That's, that's you bleed golden yellow. I mean, golden blue. I said golden yellow for you bleed golden blue. But as if you like a a, a KD fan, I, I understand if you're mad because it, it's like, nigga, you not qualified. <laughs> At all. Um, so, yeah. I don't know, man. That was just weird. I think he I think he jacking off too much. Somebody needs to not let that nigga go on another podcast. Um, because it's kind of like you, you, you're you you're great, great Draymond, but you ain't KP. You, you ain't certain people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you ain't, um, you, you, you ain't Clay. Like, and you said it yourself. Now, if <laughs> if KD would have told Rob, I said Rob, I was gonna say Rob, if KD would have told, uh, what's the what's Bob the GM Myers. for Bob Myers? Bob Myers, I want to stay, but Draymond got to go. You would not have been, the, you would not have been the way you said on the podcast, bro. Uh, yeah. No, I would have been cool with that. I would have understood. Nope, you would have been hurt. Heard you would have like been hurt. Up. Be happy that he didn't. <laughs> my dude, you would have been on the trading block now. Um, but hey, it is what it is. Definitely is. Uh, my my thing with it is like, thing is like we know KD and like I tweeted on the black. I mean not the. I mean the threes from the ring page. We know KD is sensitive and stuff. But, like, the only thing he really said that really kind of rubbed, that Draymond said that, I was like, dog, he could have kept that. But at the same time, I'm not shocked that KD felt that way. Was, first was that he felt, uh, he felt that after beating LeBron and shooting that uh, three in his face that people would crown him as the, as better than LeBron. Uh, I understand that frustration, but also, G, no, he wasn't. <laughs> like, G. <laughs> like bro, LeBron LeBron proceeded to have no Kyrie and still made it to the finals, <laughs> yeah. and had and, and literally 
up to game one of the finals have probably one of the craziest playoff runs I've seen by LeBron since his Miami days. But yeah. But either way, point of it all is uh point of it all is the fact that that man said he that he stopped being happy and then he thought Steph and Clay had an agenda against him. Now, this is a threes from the ring is a very F Steph Curry podcast. Chris is a very F Steph Curry podcast. Yes. Me, myself, that I can't speak for Detroit here. That that's one of the things where we will but either way, I still have enough respect for Steph Curry. I have enough respect. But the man Steph Curry and Clay Thompson are some of the most unselfish players, stars ever. They let Draymond get shot attempts. Yeah. If that man Draymond was on Cleveland, that nigga would be shooting the ball only off offensive rebounds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or open corner threes. Yeah, Brian, get to the paint. He know he ain't making that shot. Come get this three. Exactly. Bro. Corner threes. He would be sitting That's in the corner. Y'all thought LeBron turned Kevin Love to a three-point shooter? He, LeBron sent that man to the corner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, <laughs> but either way, point of it all is this. The fact that he mentioned that, it kind of made KD look more like a bitch. <laughs> Which at the same time is like, I think that was his goal and mission, was kind of make KD look more like a goofy than anything, while at the same time hurting both of them. But also respect to KD for keeping quiet, because I don't think he said anything yet. Uh, but at the same time, uh, people probably just not looking for the burner accounts like that. So, hey. But uh, I'm sure KD's thoughts of this will be coming very soon, and KD's very <laughs> sensitive. You said what? KD dropped 60 on that nigga head. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to that next versus uh, Warriors game next year. It's going to be funny as hell. Uh, they should have a Christmas game. That would be a really good Christmas game. A really good have Christmas game. James go against... It's gonna be Lakers versus Clippers again. This nigga in the finals too. Oh my god! Oh yeah, that would be lovely. But, but yeah. So, but Draymond, you tweaking though? Uh, but hey, I understand they want you on the podcast. So, uh, before we do our top fifteen point guards list, shout out to uh the ball the the ball brothers. Yeah, it was top fifteen. You 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 looked at the thing. I didn't change that. But okay, you going first, by the way. All right, but before we do, uh, shout out to Lonzo, Leangelo, and Lamelo Ball, uh, for signing with Rock Nation, uh, sports agency. Shout out to them. Uh, that's a good look. I feel like it's gonna be really beneficial to both Lonzo and Lamelo because, uh, I don't see Leangelo being nothing but a G League All Star. Uh, but shout out to uh them making that move. And it might long-term help the big baller brand brand as well if LeVar doesn't piss Jay-Z off. So we'll see where that goes. But shout out to them. But uh, we've been teasing this for like a month, maybe more, uh, where we want to rank the top 15 players all time in each position. Uh, so I'm going to go first. Uh, my honorable mentions who did not make this list, Fat Lever. Dennis Johnson, uh, Mark Price, 
Chauncey Billups and Walt Frazier, and I'm putting Bob Cousy on this list as well in my honorable mentions solely because I wanted to put him on, but he played in a very interesting era of basketball, and I can't honor some of the shit he did. So, um, so yeah, but my number fifteen is Kevin Johnson. Uh, Kevin Johnson has some of the most interesting stats as a point guard. Probably one one of the most underrated point guards to ever play. Uh, he was on the ninety. He was like the number two on the ninety three Suns. Has a really good uh, stat line. So let me see some that let it be accurate. Kevin Johnson. Man, Marquise Johnson popped up first. But five time all. Five, I mean, three time All Star, five time All NBA. And one most improved for his career average eighteen and nine. His prime years in Phoenix. Uh where is this assist? Twelve, eleven, ten, and ten and eleven assists during like his prime years in in Phoenix. So like those are really good crazy stats. While also averaging twenty, twenty two, twenty two, and twenty in each of those seasons. And even in like his last year, towards his last years in the league, the nigga had twenty point one and nine point three assists in in Phoenix. So like towards the end of his career he was really freaking hooping. But uh but yeah, so Kevin Johnson's my number fifteen. Oh um you don't hate my list a lot. Cause the reason I'm saying that is uh there's gonna be a lot of two guards in this point guard thing. There's gonna be a lot of people in this point guard thing. So when I think of point guard, I think uh, a person who facilitates the ball in the oh, best God. way possible to get everybody a chance to eat. So fifteen is Sidney Moncrief. Look, well he is like he was. And he I, like I was helped with my list. I did look at like some all time point guard lists. Sidney Moncrief was in a couple of. Even though I view him as a shooting guard. Two tag defensive player of the year, and a whole bunch of other stuff, right? Um, but I, I, I honestly didn't know he was a two-time defensive player. Yeah, I'm looking at this. Right yeah, he was now. one of the first. Yeah, he, him, he's one of the first guards to do it. Like Gary, yeah. like people give Gary Payton a lot of that uh, credit, but like he was one of the first, and you got to factor in the era that he was playing in, which was the '80s. So you saw some decent I, I, point guards. So, um, and then I'm just gonna go uh, 14 Kevin Johnson, and then you can go. All right, you already uh, talked about. Him. Yeah, so my number 14 is Kyrie Irving. Uh, I felt like I had to put Kyrie somewhere in this list. It's controversial, yes. But uh, there was a point I did have Kyrie higher. Then I sat there and uh, used some common sense. Be like, he's not better than this person. He's not better than that person. He's damn sure ain't better than this person. But Kyrie is somebody who can, if he decides to get his head out of his ass, can be easily a top 10 point guard ever. He has one of the most iconic shots in NBA Finals history. He has some of the most. He has one of the most iconic games in NBA Finals history. And if his knee didn't freaking explode, he would have sent Steph Steph Curry to hell in uh, Game One of that of the NBA Finals in uh, twenty fifteen. So Kyrie is one of those people where he's his own greatest enemy, but at the same time. I have to respect greatness when it's there. Uh, like he's six-time All-Star, two-time All-NBA, a champion, 
as an All Star MVP. I, I some people may don't value All Star MVPs, but you still have to put in effort to win an All Star MVP. Regardless, yeah. So, but yeah, and then for or a point guard, like I only thing I will, that is negative is his assist numbers are really goddamn low for a point guard. Like for his career, he's averaging six. That could be way better, way better. Even like pre and post LeBron, that should be way better. He played with LeBron a lot, so he he played with LeBron and then he he had to be the primary scorer on the on teams for young players, bro. Yeah, I'm gonna keep it real. He wasn't gonna he wasn't gonna average that many assists. Yeah, it might get better with age, you know. But yeah, so it's like a uh, way to see with that, but um. But yeah, to be so. a butthole to make you talk again, you know I'm saying Kyrie. <laughs> That's what I think I said. <laughs> I'm mad at it. Uh, everything that you said, uh, what's that? That'll be my 13, right? Uh, I'm lucky yeah. just trying to get to 10. Um, uh, my, 13 my 13 is. 13. Yeah, my 13 is Derrick Rose. Ooh. I, once again. Like, I think I mentioned it when we did our all-time uh, 50 players list. If you have an MVP, you you deserve to be mentioned to a capacity. And prime Derrick Rose is better than Kyrie. I feel like he's better than Kevin Johnson. And even then, like... Better than a lot of niggas. Like, gee, that man, took, that man took a Bulls team that did not have another scoring option besides Carlos Boozer... On his team in Luau Dane. Both of them are 15 points per game scores, by the way. But he did that thing. And he was special. He was special. So, and also my Chicago buyers uh, cannot let me have, not, well, won't let me just have Derrick Rose not on this list. But, yes, Derrick Rose at 13. So, uh, like I said, we're going to do it again. Like, there's a lot of people. That if they was in another position list, they would be higher, right? But they played this position at some time in their career, and they was really good at it. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, my my 12 going to be AI as a point guard. I'm not mad at that. I wanted to put AI in, but he's to me, he's a shooting guard. But I get where you're coming from. But AI is a, yeah, AI is a point guard, right? So, as a point guard, AI was really, really good. Uh, just leading his team. We don't really. We we gonna say that. I can save like boosting and talk about how great AI is for the shooting guard when we talk about that. But AI monster, he, he kind of suffered from the, the the Kyrie thing, in which when you looking at people like Matumbo, <laughs> the other niggas on your team, you kind of gonna have to score that ball. So um, yeah, AI is amazing. Um, he also like he probably like. In terms of like on ball defense, he probably won that good. When it comes to being like a pest and getting some steals, hey, I was good at that. Yeah, was good at that. So, I will say yeah. though, for like little men, like little players, he would be. I wouldn't even say he was even considered a problem on ball defense. Nobody really just sat there and bitched AI on defense. It was just, I'm just gonna shoot over you. <laughs> just yeah. got to that point, but you had to earn. Getting to shoot over him. Let's put it that way. So, yeah. Uh, my number twelve. Once again, this is some. I don't know. Once again, I don't know why people put Jerry West as a shooting guard. 
But this nigga, to me, my whole life has been a point guard. Deal with it. Jerry Allen West is a point guard. And he is number 12 all time. Deal fucking with it. Um, Like I said, he's the logo of the NBA, so he has to be on this list. On top of it, he has one championship. Thank you, Wilt Chamberlain, for helping this man out. Uh, He is a five-time all-defense and a 12-time all-NBA. He literally averaged 27 and 7 for his career. <laughs> and like, like, that, like, those are really good. That's right, crazy ass. Way stats. less. But, um, but yeah, one of the uh, best to ever do it. Um, I'm sure he, in like, in terms of white players, which we will eventually will have a very problematic, great, pure white. Uh, basketball players of all time list. Oh my god, that pure white word is hilarious. But it's gonna be a very problematic, funny list. But Jerry West is a is gotta be up there. The only thing that's stopping him from being higher is the simple fact that he got like just like Wilt Chamberlain, he just happened to run to Bill Russell in the game too many times. Yeah. Um, this is my eleven, right? Yeah. Uh, 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 look, my phone oh, Chauncey Billups. There we go. The Chauncey? You ain't put Chauncey on He's an honorable mention. Oh, man. Chauncey Billups, man. He had a, he had a finals MVP. So? A lot so of this freaking finals Andre Iguodala. That's, that's called the Garden Brown MVP, man. <laughs> you know, you know, you know, he had a finals MVP. Um, honestly, when you look at point guards, either they play, they either dribble with one hand and they was good at that time, or they you know, they out in these days, bro. It's not that many. <laughs> look, bro. That's why it's my mix. My list is kind of mixed up with other positions because, like I said, it's either you dribble with one hand. And you 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 school you skidded in that lane just to pass it out to your center. Your center averaged fifty points by the end of that, or you was like one of them white one of them. them now about to say white hope, but you was like one of them. You know, um, uh, diamond in the roughs like Oscar Robinson or something. We'll get to later. But yeah, Chauncey, big shot, Bob. He he got it. He, he got a Finals MVP. He, he 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 beat Shaq and Kobe. They hated each other. <laughs> and just like I told Tyler, I believe that team would have probably won if Carl Malone didn't get hurt. Carl Malone doesn't even love his kids. We know that. When 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 Shaq and Kobe were hating each other, Carl Malone was hating the fact he had to pay only two hundred dollars for child support. So. <laughs> also true. I, I'm sorry, G. Johnny Billups' numbers is kind of ass. G. For his career, it's 15 and 5.5, bro. Okay, Jason Kidd is about to be on our list. Jason Kidd's numbers, Chiefs. Bro, just scoring. <laughs> no, what, man? Look. Oh, my God. Uh, I'm just, I, I'm, in the words of the, the great OJ Simpson, I'm just saying. So. The man never uh, averaged close to. 10 assists ever. Nigga, a lot of people. And Kyrie have it. He on your list. Kyrie's way better than Chauncey Billups. <laughs> I'm, look, I'm just saying. You bring up the assist thing. You bring up the assist thing, sir. 
but he doesn't even have the points to at least sit where I can sit there and be like, all right, man. It's a 15 point guard, dog. Okay? Bear with me now. There's a lot of niggas I didn't see play. I've seen somewhat of Chauncey Bellows play. He's ugly, but I've seen him play. Hello, <laughs> man. All right. Uh, my number 11 is Gary Payton. Uh, Gary. At, at, there was a point when I was doing my list. Gary Payton was actually fifteen. Then I just started looking stuff up, like outside the defensive player of the year. I was like, okay, look, man, it's more to Gary Payton than his defensive player of the year. And you know, his num- career numbers is comparable to Chauncey, but Gary Payton played too damn long. That was his problem. Uh, so his shit just dropped. But. The man, I I didn't know Gary Payton was this good of a score because there was a season where he averaged like twenty five. Uh, say your oh my bad, I got a Facetime call. Say what you said again. Oh my fault, um, but uh, Gary Payton's yeah, number. That's, that's uh, Gary uh, Gary Payton's number eleven, and I said he would have. There was a point where he was lo- lower. Like I think I had him at fifteen, but once I looked at like his stats a little bit more. Because, like, my main gripe with Gary Payton was, I'm like, okay, I don't, I never really saw him as, like, a score, score type nigga. Then I looked, I'm like, yo, this dude was actually out here getting buckets. <laughs> and doing it efficiently. <coughs> like, he didn't, he never had, like, a 10, 10 assist average, but, like, he was still, like, close with 7, 8. He did have a 9 one year. Uh, and I was, like, a little bit later in his career. But, uh. The man has a, is the only point guard, well, pure point guard, because Sidney Moncrief, <laughs> where uh, only pure point guard with a defense player of the year, multiple freaking all defenses, uh, defense player of the year, a steel champ, and he does have a ring, despite it being like an end of career type ring. So, yeah, take what you can take. But he also all right, won all so NBA this, nine times. This is my 10. Yeah. All right, Mookie Bylock. I mean, Nigga, so. tell me what he does. I need you to sit there and tell me what he fucking does. <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Oh my god, bro, Mookie. <laughs> Why you do this? What I can't put Mookie Baylock on him. Nigga, you didn't know he was just today. <laughs> <laughs> no, you said ten. I would put Gary Payton. He starts my ten. Um, I see you got a lot of current day players on your ten, on your uh, top ten. Understandable, really understandable. Um, yeah. Um, uh, Gary Payton, like you said, the glove annoying. Um, talked a lot of trash, but I don't care about trash talking in the NBA because most of them niggas literally lead their career with one ring, if that. <laughs> um, um, yeah, Gary Payne, you said everything you could say about him. Um, it was a time when the, the backcourt duo of Gary Payton and um, Crackhead Man was one of the – I mean, I said backcourt, my bad. The duo of Gary Payton and Crackhead Man was, was, was crazy. Um, they also was an overpowered play, I mean, team on NBA jams. So, yeah. Uh, my number ten is Tony Parker. Ooh, yeah, I gotta do some rearranging of my list. 
definitely. Uh, Tony Parker, like, once again, I had to take a moment because I think he was number 14. I said, you know what? Tony Parker has a finals MVP. He is a multi-time all-star, all-NBA. But in terms of just, he's really goddamn underrated. Like, in terms of, like, Tony Parker stuff is more like you had to watch him than anything. And watching Tony Mm. Parker was really good to watch sometimes, G. Tony Parker was really good. Like, I would say during a decade, like this past decade, 2010s, Tony Parker (coughs) was arguably their best offensive player. Like, he was the reason why they were really successful in terms of, like, the 2010s. And... Like it, like Tony Parker is really goddamn good. G, like he, like he's a multi-time champion. What's the reason why for most of those rings happening in terms of offense? Like he was a key, key player either way. And then turn also, I'm gonna say this. I feel like he's one of the best in terms of one of the crafty. Like I feel like he actually changed how some, like how point guards attacked around. Let me say it like this. Yeah. Because his layup package was ahead of his time. Like, yes, Manu had the damn Euro step. But, like, Euro. Tony Parker, I don't recall ever seeing Tony Parker get a shot block. Like, it's probably, like, a few times here and there. But, like, the way that he, like, he lays the ball up, he never gets a shit blocked. It's, and then sometimes it's, like, long, super long floaters where he just be, like, extending it and stuff like that. But... And he draw he he generates contact. It's yeah, probably as good as Harden does. Exactly, but it was like more in the play of the game instead of being a cheap asshole about it. But yeah. um, yeah. But yeah, Tony Parker get need is to me in terms of to me an all time top ten point guard of all time. Like his numbers may not really dictate it, but like if you actually watch Tony Parker hoop and you look at some of the accolades. He has a strong resume despite not having, like, the greatest of numbers. Like, he never really had a 10 assist season. He was close a couple times, but you got to factor in that Spurs offense is all up. That Spurs offense, and plus he had shared point guard duties with Manu Ginobili. So, that that happens. But Tony Park, to me, is uh, top 10. So, I'm on nine, right? Yeah. So, my number nine would be John Lucas. So accolades, he probably doesn't have as many as John. <laughs> 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 Come on, Chris. Put some respect on John Lucas. All oh, NBA oh, oh. nominations in in nineteen seventy. Nigga, uh, nigga, average as much as eleven and seven. <laughs> he is claim to fame. It's a nineteen seventy six all rookie team. <laughs> I only could play the tag rolls. My bad, folks. I know Derrick Rose is a little bit lower on your wrist, and I say basara to you, or baka if you're Japanese. But, um, uh, and I understand 
you know, you want to be realistic, but we don't have to be realistic on our podcast, my nigga. Um, and we can put a lot into like who our favorite players was and to where we working them as, as well. Uh, that bias, what's your Rose, the man. Yeah, and, and bias, bias, definitely. Um, but uh, like their Rose, bro. Um, if his knees ain't safe, and that's for a lot of players, not just him, that people put on high list. High up on this, because um, if you make it a top fifteen centers, Yao Ming probably does, and his freaking he only had like what three good years, um, three. if that. Yeah, yeah he uh, had a respectable career. What'd you say? His his career is respectable enough, yeah. So, um, but Derrick Rose has an MVP over LeBron, KD, <laughs> freaking Dwight name Howard. other players that Dwight was playing Howard. Um, <laughs> not really Kobe. It'd be mainly LeBron, Dwight. It'd be LeBron and Dwight, honestly, that year. Yeah. yeah um. But also, you know, he made it to the Eastern Conference Finals in the in the in the era in which you can't really knock anybody for not making it because LeBron was there. Like you can't. I he Bron owned the East for a long time. So, like that, it was. I would say this. When the Bulls couldn't put a team around him that can beat him or and you and Tyler love to talk about this, but the Celtics either. So um unfortunately they couldn't get as far as what people say, but as an individual basketball player, there is literally few like him. Yeah. Like it's just that simple. I remember when I when I forget what NBA game came out, what NBA 2K came out, people wasn't even hyped to play with some of the the the, the people that was on the freaking logo. I mean, on the on the, the the cover. I remember seeing people go to their crib just to download the rookie thing to play with Derrick Rose. Like it, it was. I remember my homie. His name was Timothy. He was dating at like six two in like fifth grade. Don't know why he didn't play basketball. Um, he's fat too. But um, why every Tim he, I know that six two is fat. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, he uh, he 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 went and he went and we was like we gonna play two K, bro. I, imagine I wasn't good at two K at this time, but I didn't care. And he whooped me. <laughs> He he took the whole time I was sitting. Half the time I was in his career, he was downloading Derrick Rose, making sure Derrick Rose had the right overall to play as if Derrick Rose in the league right now and put him on the Chicago Bulls with that number. I think it was a Simeon number, though. I don't know. But, yeah, um, Derrick Rose, man, I, it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm not mad at it. Like, Chicago bias right there. Uh, my number nine is Westbrook. Uh, now, hear me here. The man has, what, three straight triple-double seasons. Oh, yeah. I'm not mad at that pick. He, and he has a finals appearance. He has a two. And I and I want, even though it's not as valued as a finals or regular season, he has also a regular season MVP. He also has he's a two-time All-Star MVP. Eight-time All-NBA and the like when I feel like when it's all set, if he gets one ring, he can easily jump to top five easily. He just needs one. Um, and it's very much possible. 
But Russ, literally, just in terms of pure numbers, if he was to kind of keep crank the, the pace that he's at in terms of just like assists, like still trying to average like double digits assists and play for a long time, because he's still getting smarter as a player, he could probably catch John Stockton. If he wants to. If he wants to. <laughs> If he, he, he relies heavily off athleticism, so he ain't gonna have a longest career at John Stockton. Yeah, that's the thing. Like man. that's gonna be the key. If it is this old man game. <laughs> if if it's old man game and basketball IQ just continues to increase, he could if he wants to. But huh? I think that's gonna be remain to be seen. Well he he probably got ten years in the league right now, right? He's eleven. Yeah. Yeah, he, let's know, just man. keep it real. Like two Two years of prime athleticism, and then maybe like add another three, maybe four in terms of just trying to get by because he's trying to get a rank. He don't develop for three, and his athleticism—that's if the league don't boot the nigga out. Um, they will do that. They tried to do it to Carmelo Anthony. Um, <laughs> not that toxic, so speaking of Carmelo Anthony, no, no let me quit. <laughs> oh, so I'm on number eight, right? Yeah. So my, my number eight is Lenny Wilkins. Now, I know what you're saying. If you think I don't know who Lenny Wilkins is, but ahaha, ha. one of the NBA's top point guard of the 1960s in a league dominated by Oscar Robinson and Bob Cousy, Lenny Wilkins was a longtime member of the Hawks, but not in Atlanta, in St. Louis. That was coming off his best years with Bob Pettit. Bob now, Pettit well, was the only person worth a damn on that team. He wasn't winning any championships now or averaging any triple doubles, but he was making all-star game nine times to be exact. Um, he scored as many as 22 points per game and even led the league in assists in 1970, when he posted, to stop trolling right now. <laughs> he will set his career high assist two years later with nearly 10 per game at the age of 34. Then Now, uh, it's going to be LeBron James. Damn. Yeah. I can't put him higher because that's disrespecting legit point guards, but he's the and man do the rest of my list is gonna be full of point guards. So um uh in terms of like passing ability of any player, he's probably he's top the broadest top five all time. But the fan of me wanna say behind Magic, but you got people like Steve Nass and Jason Kidd. So kinda hard to say, but his vision and his basketball IQ as if it was inside of Magic Johnson's brain. At one point, it was injected via AIDS to, uh, to LeBron James, but that didn't happen. Um, but, yeah, that's – I don't know if he's even on your list. I doubt if he is, but he's yeah, on he's mine. Right. Because when I want to beat somebody in 2K, I put LeBron James at point guard, and it works. So – like I said, you can't be wrong with that. Like, I'm not necessarily mad at it, nor am I shocked that you did be that way. But, um, my number eight's Chris Paul. Um, cool. Like, he's the point god of our era. Like, in terms of, like, I feel like how people view John Stockton in the 
late 80s, 90s, and even to the damn points of early 2000s. Like, that's how Chris Paul is. Like, once again, he just doesn't have a ring. This <laughs> is like John Stockton. Mm-hmm. Like, career-wise, I feel like they're similar. Like, he's literally the black John Stockton. It just, I think he had more athleticism because uh, Chris Paul before Torres ACL has a, a was was booming niggas. Um, and his game ages like why? Yeah, like literally, he's like Chris Paul gets a lot of hate for literally being for like come off as an asshole teammate, and then on top of it, the choking in the playoffs or just. And getting injured at the wrong time in the playoffs, those type of situations. But Chris Paul is still one of the best point guards to do it. He would have had an MVP, but they had to give Kobe was old at least like two or three MVPs at one point. So they had to give him <laughs> an MVP eventually. Because uh, Chris Paul led a, a New Orleans team that had no business being that good. He made Tyson Chandler become a competent basketball player at the same time. So, so yeah, like, and then also, let's just sit there and keep it G. Four-time assist champ, six-time steal champ, eight all-NBAs, has an all-star MVP, so the only MVP that he can be proud of, and nine-time all-defensive. So, those are huge numbers to go against. Uh, And then for his career, he's averaging 18, 18 and 9.5. So, technically, if it was for this... Let's just put it this way: If it wasn't for his years with the his two years with the Rockets in this season, he would probably still be at ten. Yeah. He would still be at ten, but in his scoring prime, that man was averaging twenty and eleven, bro. Twenty yeah. and eleven, <laughs> and then like once he went to the Clippers, his his not like his score numbers dropped, but he was still pulling up like decent assist numbers, so. Just throwing that out there, but uh, Chris Paul was that thing, and he has Rookie of the Year. So one like Chris and Paul, and a defender, yeah, and a really good defender. He guarded KD during that conference finals that the Rockets should have won, but he tore his hamstring. Well, he didn't tear, but he strained his hamstring. He was guarding KD. That's all I need to say. <laughs> like in terms of defenders, like he don't care, and he's only six one. So he had legit a whole goddamn KD had a whole foot over him, bro, and still guarded him with pride. So and better than Patrick Beverly did. That's but that's a different dialogue for a different day. Speaking of Patrick Beverly, coming in at number cap. No, let me quit. Um, I'm at number eight. Uh, we're at number seven. I'm at seven now. Yeah. Of a brought at eight. I'm at seven. Not Chris Paul. Not what? Why do I keep? I'm, I'm looking at old basketball players. Norm Nixon. There we go. Norm Nixon. Now, Chris, I know what you're saying. Magic you took like, his job. What you say? Magic took his job. Oh my God! I'm going Russell Westbrook for. <laughs> oh Lord, mind you now. I know what you're saying. Uh, there's higher people on this list. Like the people that your name is probably higher. I honestly, I don't know who you about to put because I think the rest of my list. Because we at what? 
I'm seven, so six is bloop, block, bear, wop, whoop, shebang. So it's yeah, I don't, I don't know how y'all look up that. I'm, I swear to God, you about to have Maury's cheeks on this thing. Hell um, no! But, you know he is from the crib. <laughs> you, I said hell no, but he is from the crib, so I have respect for the man. No, Morris Cheeks is. I'm not about to put him on my. I don't know. You gonna put Stephon Marbury on that because of his China career? He's uh, an honorable. What mention. about Slater Martin? Who? Slater Martin, one of the NBA's first pure point guards, the Minneapolis Lakers. Slater Martin, nigga, Martin Luther King wasn't even protesting yet. He played with George Mikey. Once again, Martin Luther King wasn't even freak, boycotting nothing yet. Well, yeah, let me go so we can finish this list. Russell Westbrook, man. You said it all, but I think the thing that kept Russell Westbrook off, even though he a trash three-point shooter, even though you can talk about how he held KD back from winning the chip, um, he averaged three triple-doubles. <laughs> um, and one of them he won an MVP for with ease, um, even though I think a lot of them, Stephen Adams suffered because of it. But, hey, it be like that sometimes. It shows who the real team players are. Um, but, yeah, what's the rest book? Hey, I'm, I'm not mad at that. Um, my number seven is Steve Nash. So, yeah, number seven is Steve Nash. Bro, the heck is all up on your list? Hey man, but yeah, uh, Steve Nash number seven. Uh, nothing to really say he revolutionized fast paced basketball. Even though if you was to look at the the advanced statistic known as pace, the uh, the Suns back then, that Suns team that Muggs thought was fast then, would be in last place today. So, but uh, that's just how fast they were playing back then compared to other teams. But uh, eight time All Star stole two MVPs from Shaq and Kobe collectively. Um, so, and a five-time, uh, uh, assist champ, too, so, like, Steve Nash is up there, man, like, in terms of one of the best point guards to do it, he helped, uh, get Dan Tony uh, work for the, uh, for, like, literally the past decade, so I have to give him respect in terms of that, too, so, shout out to Steve Nash, man. I don't know who the heck is the rest of your list, but I'm gonna go with, like, this person right here. Well, you think I'm capping, but wait till you see his resume. Alvin Robertson. Now, Maybe. Alvin Robertson was probably the most defensive point guard. What'd you say? I don't think that nigga on 2K. He was one of the most defensive point guards of all time. Check this. This nigga averaged five player. assists for his career. And he was passing <laughs> to David Robinson at one point. Excuse me. Let me continue, sir. And George Gervin. He was the 1986. He won. He's the only person who won most improved player and defensive player of the year in the same year. Four time All Star, two time All Defensive first team, three time All Defensive second team, one time All NBA second team, sir. He recorded a quadruple double with 20 points, 11 rebounds, 10 assists, and 10 steals. He's the only guard to ever do it. Is he the person? No, it's Tony Parker. Because you said him earlier, and I need to put him on the list. But, and like everybody else, I'm putting respect on names that's not on this list. And Alvin Robinson, we respect you here on Three is Already. If you would like to be, um, how you say, interview, and we will try to look up all the games if we can find them on YouTube over 1080p, we will. Um, 
But it's going to be a very, very hard. And I don't know if if any of us got hardwood classics. But Alvin Robinson, we respect you. But Tony Parker, same thing Chris said. That dude got a finals MVP, one of the best foreign players of all time. And Chris did not say this, but he stole niggas bitches. He definitely did. He, okay. Teammates. <laughs> okay. All right. Very good defensively. Because he stole the <laughs> and him be- and his team. He, let's keep, it, let's keep it all the way, G. He, he was better defender. As, he was better at getting steals off court than he was on, on court. Hey, look, man. Hey, man, Mr. Bitches. Look, man. Look. We can go next to yours. That was my sixth, right? Yes. All right, now I can go top five. Thank you. Shoot. Uh, so no, no. This is about to be number six. Number six is Isaiah Thomas. Now I'm going my t- yeah. Now I'm so, going my top five. Yeah, so you're about to enter your top five. But number six, Isaiah Thomas. He was top five, but uh, after last night, he wanted to be a bitch and all of that. So uh, about little shit, and then happened to get on the get up this morning and make himself look even more like a goofy. Like nigga, you wore a three piece suit at seven in the morning, my nigga. Stop cooning it up, foe. Um, but all seriousness, though, uh, was one of the would have been was the second best point guard in in the eighties. Is just Magic Johnson was there, and Magic Johnson's a different tier altogether. Uh, he is from the crib, so he will get some uh, uh favoritism in that because that's the sole reason why I did not uh, put Steve Nash in front of him. But he does have a Finals MVP. He did beat Magic. He used to kiss Magic on the lips. And then got mad because Magic got AIDS and he thought he had AIDS. So, but um, it be that way sometimes. But uh, Isaiah was a dog in the truest of sense. And I'm not going to sit there and throw the title out there just to anybody because, oh my God, he plays tough. He's a dog. He was legit a dog and he was only six foot, six foot one. Me and Isaiah Thomas is about the same height, G. So, uh. But, like, he, he was a hooper, G. Like, there was a season where he legit averaged 21 and 14 assists. Mm. Um. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so the most respect to uh, Isaiah. He is a, he also has a two, he's a two-time All-Star MVP as well. Steve Nash is my next pick. He was that. white. He stole him from um, Kobe and, and Shaq. A lot of people carry their game off them, even off him, and they don't want to say it, but they do. Um, he 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 got Mike D'Antoni has a job because of him. Um, a double double machine, and uh, is he the original fifty forty ninety guy? He is one of the he is one of the few people that be up there. I don't know who is the original though. I gotta look that up. Um. Wait, is it 40, 50, 90, or 50, 40, 50, 40 90? Right. Yeah, 50, 40, 90. Unless you want to be very specific, go like num- num- numerical, 90, 50, 40. But 50, 40, 90. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't want to be that guy who's in numerical order. Um, yeah, yeah. Steve Nash, man. And when I think of part guard, let me say this again. I think of how they played that position. And I facilitate it's high on that list. Also, leadership. 
is high on that list. Because mm-hmm. you are the leader of that team when it comes to orchestrating that offense. So these five players have that in mind. Okay, I might be messing somebody. Hold on, let me. Hey, take somebody off my list and put um, Jason Kidd on there. All right? Because I forgot about him. Because <laughs> I'm messing up. Because I see my top four. And I can't fit Jason Kidd, I think. Hold on. Because I just said five, right? Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. Throw Jason Kidd or something. Um, I don't care. I don't care who you take off the list, and then you can rearrange it after that. But throw Jason Kidd. Probably take Chauncey Billups off, and then there we go. move everybody down and move Jason Kidd up. All right. Because uh, so, so. I, I, I don't. I told you. I told you had a brain fart. Be that Move Liddy Wilkins. There you go. Move Liddy Wilkins. <laughs> but yeah, uh, since we're on top of Jason Kidd, Jason Kidd is my number five. Uh, once again, Jason Kidd may not have the most sexiest numbers in terms of point guards, especially if we just focus smoke solely on points like it's freaking 2010. Uh, but <laughs> but in terms of what a true one of the truest definitions of a point guard, he is that. Uh, and I feel like he's very underrated in terms of defensive point guards as well. He's nine-time all-defense. Uh, he's an NBA champion. Uh, he did guard LeBron to eight points one game. So, uh, in the process of winning that ring. So, he was an influence on that ring. Either way, how you put it. Because he was old as shit. But, um, Jason Kidd was really freaking good. One of the most ideal point guards of his era. Uh, he did take... a very talentless uh, outside of Richard Jefferson, King and Martin team to the finals two times. He just happened to run to Shaq and Kobe and then ran into old ass David Robinson and Tim Duncan. Uh, so, well, old old David Robinson and prime Tim Duncan. Let's put it that way. Let's be very specific. Um, so, there's nothing you could do with regards to that. Um, what's the East weak as hell? Yeah, but you can't help who you run into in that West. Um, but yeah, Jason Kidd really good and also has an MVP. The uh, wait, yeah, does he have an MVP? I thought he had an MVP. I don't know yeah, you know who? Barely doubt I that he had an MVP. Yeah, he should. I don't know why it's not popping up, but I know he has an MVP for sure. But um, but yeah, uh, for his career, and this is the one of the crappiest things about playing too damn long. Uh, twelve. Six and eight, well, nine technically. So, uh, but I would say, in terms of he was one of the best rebounding guards as well, we got to give him that because I think he kind of influenced a lot more guards to rebound like today. Like, I feel like Westbrook, we got the Westbrook's, even Lonzo's, even Steph Curry because Steph Curry's a very good rebounder for a point guard. Hey, you capped on us, Chris, and I believe you. I could have sworn he had an MVP. No, I could have no sworn MVP. he had an MVP. I think you lost that argument, sir, that we had the other day. I mean, he's still better than Rondo. Fuck Rondo. Um, oh, I wouldn't say he was better than Rondo. He's not even on my list. But, hey, <laughs> you man. capped. 
I could have sworn Ron. I could not. I mean, Jason Kidd had the MVP. But Jason Kidd has a heck of a god darn resume. <laughs> yeah, he has a very well, good resume. MVP. If he would have had an MVP, he would have been top three of all time, dog. Well, either way, he, uh, either way. Uh, but still, in terms of a lot of point guards today, like in terms of just your regular, like still, in terms of what the traditional point guard who isn't like score first, I feel like he's the mode of like the Lonzo's. Uh, even I put Rondo up there as well. The Lonzo's, the Rondo's, uh, Westbrook just with 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 a crazy scoring ability, and I'm even put Kyle Lowry up there as well. Just without kind of the basketball intellect uh, that Jason Kidd has. He's the mold of many of those point guards in terms of just what the modern traditional point guard should be. So, but, um, so moving on, uh, your number four is, okay, we're not, well, anything you want to add in regards to him? He beat Jordan and Magic and got Don Larry. I'm putting Asterix next to beating uh, Magic because uh, James Worthy uh, leg got cut off. So um, well, he did beat Jordan, and you can't see put, can't put an Asterix on that. He That's beat a young Jordan, and then God it took them to send Scotty to CTE records. To literally, nigga, it's not nobody else fault. The referee and call foul. They dragged the nigga Scotty off the court and said, "Keep playing." <laughs> It's a clip of doing. They showed him doing the documentary, which was hilarious as hell. Bill and Beer, because uh, Scotty already had a migraine that game. He hit the nigga upside the head. Scotty fell. You can see the referee drag him out the way. Who does that? <laughs> Who the hell does that? That's different, G. No wonder David Stern saw that and was like, yeah, I'm changing shit, G. <laughs> These niggas is wild. <laughs> but But yeah, uh yeah, nothing to really add uh, about Isaiah Thomas. But uh no, no. Yeah. So uh number four for me is John Stockton. Uh literally Who the fuck three. <laughs> three three, two and one is easy. If you think about it, G. wait. If I got, if I got, jo- if I got Stockton, Curry, Magic, who the heck is your three? Who the hell? How'd you forget Oscar Robinson? I forgot Oscar Robinson. <laughs> oh, I had a brain fart. My bad. Oh, throw my list away. <laughs> throw it away. Ball it up. I had two brain farts. Bro. Look, man. But anyway, John Stockton, though. Uh. What is ter- wrong with me? Look, look, John Stockton is probably the the top three white boy of all time. Top three white boy of all time. G holds a lot of holds probably every assist record. I think he holds the steals record as well. Uh, for a white boy, he was a hell of a defender. He was helping defend Jordan in the finals. I saw clips where he was guarding Jordan. So. Mike probably said, y'all really put this white boy on me, but this white boy ain't no bitch, so I ain't going to uh, treat him like treat him that bad. But uh, my utmost for John Stockton, OG. Average 13. Average 13 and uh, 11 for his career. And I think he will average, but he will have more points if, uh, what's his name, Carl Malone wasn't his teammate, I strongly believe, because Carl Malone just had to score all the points. He just had to pass him the ball. And um, so I'm gonna put uh I'm gonna put uh John Stockton and um 
and uh, Oscar Robinson and they tied. All right, because cool. I'm stupid. Okay, I'm stupid. Um, uh, the reason I put John, I mean Oscar Robinson over John Stockton, even though it's unstoppable, the nigga can call. I'm sorry, Oscar Robinson look like Mr. Webb. All right, cool. Oh man, but keep uh, <laughs> <he> going. <laughs> um, yo, Apollo Cruz is out of money in the bank due to a leg injury. Nigga, that was legit. Oh shit! No, that means somebody we don't know is about to be in that match. It's probably Andrade now. Triple H. You really think Triple H is about to be in that? Just for comedy reasons. I'm in the game. You don't know how to play me. I am controlling. It only makes sense because it's at the headquarters, G. Could you imagine Triple H just popping up saying, oh, I know this building uh, all over and pops up on the roof, G. I'm going to laugh. I'm going to laugh. We'll talk about, uh, we'll talk about uh, Money and Bake next week, G. Well, next episode. So. Cool. But... Uh, Oscar Robertson. You, you so. can just go with your list because I'm, I'm stupid. You yeah. Know, All right. So, uh, Oscar Robertson is my number three. Uh, has a championship. Has an MVP as well. Dang, he got his MVP in 1963. Shout out to getting that uh, MVP right after King got shot. Um, and the first point guard, first player to average a triple-double for an entire se- season. So, uh, shout out to Oscar Robertson. Uh, shout out to Kareem for getting you that ring as well, my brother. So, uh, you you owe him. So, be that way sometimes. When did he retire? When did he retire? They don't say. Hold on. Let me see. The one color oh, no wonder Kareem left. That nigga retired in 73. I mean, Kareem left. That nigga was like, yeah, G, I'm going to L.A., man. <laughs> Take me to L.A. Oscar not here no more. But, um, but yeah, shout out to Oscar Robinson, OG. Like, he he did a lot of crazy things. Even though I can't honor anything before his MVP season because King didn't get shot yet. Um, but after Martin Luther King got shot, he was averaging 31 and 11, 30 and 11.5, 30 and 11.1, 30 and 10.7, 29 and 9. Point, his assist numbers dropped, but he was still getting buckets. And then Kareem came around and his numbers, his point totals dropped. But uh, Oscar Robinson is doing that thing, G. So shout out to Oscar Robinson, G. Uh, then number two is Steph Curry. Now, I really, really, really hate Steph Curry forever. But I have the utmost respect for what he has done for the game. He has more rings than, Oscar, than most of the point guards on my list. So he kind of wins the ring battle. Uh, I think the only one who he's equal to is Tony Parker, but Tony Parker just doesn't have the resume. Undisputed uh, has an undisputed MVP. Literally, like nobody else got a first place vote but him. He his he led a team that had the best record in the regular season, and even though he doesn't have a Finals MVP, I think if Steph had two Finals MVPs, I think he will have competition. To say he's the best point guard ever. He will have legit a conversation with Magic. And the reason, the reason I'm gonna say cap on that, and I'm gonna say cap by a long shot, 
I mean, super cap, dog. That even if Steph was to get two Finals MVPs, it's still a cap in which he won't even be sniffing Magic AIDS-infested socks, dog. Like you can't tell me a person with a three-time NBA MVP, a three-time Finals Two-time. MVP, twelve-time All-Star, five-time champion, nine-time All NBA First Team, and one second team. That Steph Curry beats that. You right? That but I'm just saying he will have. A, there will people. You can't, I will. You can't. I will say there will be Warriors fans will put a debate. Me, I hate the nigga with a passion, but I'm thinking like a Warrior fan right now. They will try to make a debate. Unfortunately, they try to debate that now. Let's keep it to real. But uh, and my man, Buddy Johnson, only played what? Ten years. Thirteen years, seasons. I th- wait. Is it 13? Because he retired in 91. So I thought it was 10. He got 12 All-Stars. So he can't be 10. Oh, then it might be. Yeah, it might be. Yeah, it might be 12. But you got to factor in uh, he retired, then came back that season. He was fat as hell. And they made him an All-Star. So one of those All-Stars don't count. So let's just say he had like uh, 11... Uh, 11, 12 years in the league. So, yeah, that's about right. But, um, but yeah, Steph, uh, number two, there will be some people that will say he's probably number three, but he's, he still has time to add on to his resume. He's only, how old is he? 32. Oh, well, he, Steph's going to be around a long time, so he could easily get like another ring or, in his prime, or he might just get another one just being a bench player, but he has time to, like, establish more to his resume either way. Um, yeah. So, that's Steph. And then number one is clearly Magic Johnson. It's goddamn Magic, my nigga. He won a a championship his rookie year playing every other position. And then when Kareem got hurt in the finals, they said, hey, can you give us a, a game at center and can you win us the game? He said, sure. And won. And won MVP. So, <laughs> Magic's different, G. Yes, he his, like, in terms of all-time greats, his finals record is probably up there with LeBron's as, like, what the fuck? But he yeah. can't help the fact that the, the West was what people called the East when LeBron was around. He just took advantage of the time. So, uh, so yeah, and he just did that thing. But he still has five Wait, he only lost three times. No, he lost four times. Man, he did lose like five. I think five, he's five, five and four. Yeah. yeah, he's five and four. Um, yeah, because one, one to the uh, Pistons, one to the Bulls, and two to the uh, two to the uh, Celtics. I believe it's two to the Celtics. Magic got. I mean, Larry got three. Yeah, so yep, two to the Celtics. Um. But yeah, man, like magic, bro. Like nothing to really add. Like that man was different. And the thing is, if he never had AIDS, he could really add on to his career. He was still really freaking good. He was still freaking good. He led a team with old man James. Well, the call James Worthy really old. Well, his body was breaking down early. Like a James Worthy, older James Worthy. Invalid Devox on your team to like to a finals was still crazy when you think mm-hmm. about it. 
and then he could have still probably been really freaking good for a long time. So, so yeah, like shout out to Magic G. So those are our top fifteen point guards of all time. Uh, we appreciate you. That's going in the episode there because we had to, over the two hour point, but oh, we had a lot. We had a lot sorry to talk for about. Niggas used to play in the sixties uh, list. Huh. Sorry for me naming the niggas who used to play in the sixties. Let me tackle that. I realize that. And look, man, content G. But um, Lenny Wilkins. Fuck Lenny Wilkins, G. Uh, but <laughs> but we appreciate you guys for listening. Your rights, nigga. <laughs> we appreciate your voice sitting down in the, in the back of the bus, nigga. And look, man, Lenny Wilkins is an afterthought, G. That man literally did nothing, G. Even as a coach, he was trash. So, uh, but uh, we appreciate you guys for listening. Make sure you follow the Threes from the Ring Twitter page for uh, thoughts, content of what's going on in, in wrestling, basketball, and even combat sports or the such. Uh, make sure you do whatever platform you listen to this podcast on. Make sure you like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff to your homies. It'd be greatly appreciated. And next week we'll do. Let's do Power Force because I know Power Force is going to be hard as hell. I just want to knock it out now. You hate me. Yes. Uh, Power Force is going to be super hard because NBA has a crap ton of Power You just got to put forwards. Terry Cummins at 15, bro. I don't, I don't know what to say after that. I only think Terry Cummins is about to be 15, bro. If you look at freaking just all-time Power Force on 2K, that shit about to be toxic. Um, but And that's not even forgetting like a couple of them not even on the game. Charles Barkley. Um... But make sure you uh, be on the lookout for that. Uh, I'm probably going to post our, well, my list because Datra's list is <laughs> I'm stupid. And not stupid, bro. But we all make mistakes. But, yeah, so make sure you do. Uh, yeah, so make sure you be on the lookout for next week's episode. And appreciate you guys for listening. And peace. Avito Zay.